The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to Parenthood. Your life does not end here. Hi, I'm Chriselle Lim, mother of two. And I'm Sarah Son, also a mother of two. We are longtime friends and now mothers. This is Being Bumo, a podcast about all things parenting. We want to have honest conversations about motherhood so we can each define it for ourselves. We're here to build our village and we hope that you join us. Hi, Chris. Hello. You look so pretty today. So do you. I love your outfit. Oh, how's your week so far? It's been really crazy. I mean, but... Is it nice that the kids are back in school? And your yes, routine and- but then for me, September is like back to fashion mm. month. So it's just, it's the craziest time of the year for me personally. So I feel a little kind of crazy right now, but I'm just so happy to be here present with you. Mm. How about you? The kids are back in school. I am so happy to be on school routine. Thank you teachers because I, you know, I, I mean, I love spending six weeks with them. It was lovely. And, but, you know, at some point I'm like, Please go back to school. I need my life back. Yeah. Okay. I want to shift gears because this article came into my newsfeed a couple days ago. And I don't know if you've read it or have heard about it, but it's an NPR article and it goes, Missouri school district reinstated spanking if parents give their okay. Mm. So I thought we'd talk about that today. So pretty much they're saying that they're allowing spanking in schools. This state, and I'm going to read a piece of the article so it's very clear, is saying that if the parents give the okay, the school is going to spank kids who are misbehaving. Of course, there's a protocol like, you know, they're going to have it in a manner where it's not abusive and it's there's there's an order, there's a process. So they're holding on to that. But yeah, pretty much at the end of it, a kid will be spanked. I'm sorry, in what? era are we living in right now i feel, I feel like, like we're, we're backwards. backwards yeah it, it, this is why it surprised me so much but okay i i think like there's so much to unpack on this episode so let's start by first and i feel like i feel very passionate about this because i i do have a personal story around this but let me read the the a piece of the article it says a school district in southern missouri decided to bring back spanking as a form of discipline for students if their parents agree despite warnings from many public health experts that the practice is detrimental to students. You know, because we're all going back to school. So then it says the policy states that corporal punishment will be used only when the form of discipline, such as suspension, have failed, and then only with the superintendent's permission. So pretty much the parents have to be give the okay. The parents have to give the okay. It sounds like they're going to try other forms of discipline, right? Like suspension, maybe Saturday school, probably chatting with a kid. I mean, I feel like they're thinking like, hey, we're being really reasonable. We're going to give this kid five warnings or whatever it may be. Maybe we'll take away a recess. Maybe we'll do these other things. But if the kid is still misbehaving, like we will spank him, right? As a last resort. Okay. Okay. So I just, again, I feel like we're going backwards because- I feel like I had this conversation maybe seven years ago when we were kind of trying to figure out this thing because I do think that a lot of us, maybe actually not me personally, but our generation do come from parents that maybe, yeah, yeah, like spanked us as a form of discipline. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack here. Yeah, Um, We should definitely go into our own upbringing to 
our, how we're disciplining our kids. I mean, this is a whole disciplinary kind of conversation. Yeah. But what worries me about that specifically is that if we're going to go there, if you're going to have that option, then it's opening up a can of worms, in my mm -hmm. opinion, because yeah. it is an option now. And let's be honest, some people are just gonna, they might have a bad day one day and be like, I don't wanna do all the protocols. This kid is just acting crazy. I don't have the time for this. Oh, so see. let's just go straight to the punishment so this kid will act right, you know? And that's where it becomes very, very muddy and blurry of like, you, if you allow that to happen, a lot of other things can happen. I agree. I think, yeah. I think, you know, educators have the best of intentions. And I do think that their intention is like, hey, we want to raise kids who are well-behaved, who are respectful, who do well in school, who are good citizens, right? Because what we're seeing on the flip side is the criticism of our generation and our the generation that we're raising is like, the kids are out of control. Yeah. Like they can't even respectfully say hello to grownups. They can't sit through a meal without whining about it. So, right. So they, I feel like they're, making certain choices from fear. Mm. They're like, these kids are out of control. They like don't want to work. They complain about everything. And so now we're like, so what do we do? We tighten the ropes. We tighten and tighten and tighten, mm. right? That makes sense to them, right? That makes sense. And I, I just, I completely disagree. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's why I just, I'm, I'm so confused as to why we're still having this conversation. I mean, yeah, I completely disagree as well. But let's talk about kind of our own upbringings because I know that a lot of probably Asian descent yeah. families. Yeah. And maybe not even Asian, maybe it's other upbringing, an older generation. Yeah, like a right? more conservative, conservative, older generation. Okay, but I mean, again, so much to unpack. But the first thing that comes to mind to me was, uh, were you... Were you spanked? I wasn't spanked, quote unquote, but I was hit on the hand. Yeah. Like not every time I did something bad, but there were occasions where my parents would bring like the fly swatter. Yeah. <laughs> or a pencil. The pe or the ruler. The, yeah, ruler. the ruler. It was a ruler. <laughs> yeah. And they would they would smack it like real hard on the hands. Again, it wasn't like every single time, but there were moments that I do remember that. And I do remember being like, oh, just so fearful, so scared, yeah. right? But I don't remember being raised in that way. So I think it just happened occasionally. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember why they would give you that type of punishment or discipline instead of the other, like the regular stuff? I don't remember. I, I do remember it was always my mom, first okay. of all, given that she was not a single mom, but my dad was always traveling and he was never around. He was always traveling for work. So it was just my mom raising both my sister and I. And so I would assume that, because to be fair, I, I don't think we were bad kids. Like yeah. I think we were pretty good kids, yeah. reasonably good. So there might be a point where she was just like, these kids are, I can't control them right now. I'm just going to, I have no patience for this. I'm just going to smack them on their hands. Yeah, and that to was gain it. control. Yeah, yeah, to gain control back. So I don't remember a specific thing that we did to deserve that. But yeah, how about you? Okay, the reason why I'm asking is because I also was not spanked, but there was one time that my dad saw like how I handled something. So I was being really disrespectful to our cleaning lady, apparently. Mm. And I don't, I don't remember what I said, but my dad, how I handled that situation, apparently like 
I handled it very poorly and I was disrespectful and probably maybe like looked down upon her, right? Mm-hmm. And so my dad called me into his like his office, like home office. And he said, like, you cannot treat people that way. I don't care if they're the janitor or the president of the country. Everybody deserves to be spoken respectfully. Mm. And he did take out a ruler and like kind of hit me on my on my calf. Uh But he told me why he was doing it. And he had I think I was 13 at that time. So that's why I have like a very clear understanding of how it happened. It wasn't like when I was four and I was like, don't have like a clear memory. Uh But I do have that very clear memory. I, I don't resent him at all for it. I just, I don't think I understand his intention. And I think he was like deeply disappointed in my, in how I handled that. And so I guess for him, that meant, you know, giving a higher disciplinary consequence because in his view, you know, not treating people with kindness is like the absolute worst. So that's like my only experience with that. I do have to say that at that moment, oh, and then he made us write letters. I don't know if like your parents did that. Oh, we would be but writing they, all day long. They would make yes. us write letters like what I did wrong, why yes. I'm being punished and just like write out the whole thing. And I hate, I, I remember thinking like, I'd rather he just like give me meme in my hands instead of me having to write this letter. Meme, by the way, guys, is like a cute little baby term. Is it a baby word? Yeah. Yeah. It's, say, not, it's like a hit. It's yeah. like a hit sound. Meme. Yeah. Which is kind of like what you were describing, like your mom would take out the ruler and give you like a spanking in the in the hands. Yeah, in the like, hands. Yeah, hit yeah. You in the hands. And meme is like a, a it's not as aggressive as spanking. It's right. more of like she she lightly spanked me yeah. on the hand. It's I think like that's a how flicker. It, it's a flicker. Yeah, yeah, it's a flicker. It's like a flicker. For me, it was like the pencil. I remember it wasn't for me, but like from other experiences, like the pencil. So it was more of that. I think I think that's how I remember. Like at least that that's like the only moment I remember having like some like dad, my dad hit me. Okay. So have you heard of Alto before? No. What is it? Okay. So I used Alto for the first time a few months ago. It's a right sharing option. I got introduced to it through a friend who runs a PR company and she only uses Alto for her clients. And I've never felt so safe before because you know how sometimes you go into these right sharing cars and you're like, I hope I get home. Okay. <laughs> Especially luck. in the middle of the night. Right. Yeah. And a lot of people that have used Alto, including mothers, they share how safe they feel in their Alto compared to any of their other ride-sharing options. And on top of that, what I love, love most because I travel so much is that they actually have curbside pickup at LAX, which you can't really get from other ride-sharing partners. There's nothing more painful than trying to get a ride-sharing option at LAX. So this is a game changer for me. And all of Alto's vehicles are luxury SUVs that seat four to five comfortably with plenty of space for luggage. So there's room for the whole fam. And also because Alto picks up curbside at your favorite airports at LAX, SFO, DFW, DCA, Miami, Houston. It's just so convenient for families and really for anyone that travels a lot. Alto is currently on the road in Dallas, Los Angeles, Houston, Miami, DC, and San Francisco. Well, I can't wait to use them because we have one more trip planned before summer ends. So if you guys want to try it with us, download the Alto app and use code BUMO in the promotion section for $20 off your first two rides. And once again, that's code BUMO, B-U-M-O, in the promotion section for $20 off your first two rides. I just tried this new French-inspired beauty supplement and skincare. The brand is called Reservage and its support claims to support and promote beauty from the inside out and outside in. 
I tried their powder collagen uh, kind of supplement and I feel really good. I just feel good that I'm doing something for myself. They have a newly relaunched with an eye-catching, bold new look. They provide women of all ages and backgrounds with science-backed, proven products that support radiant health, well-being, and natural beauty. So I tried their hand and foot cream, which is insanely moisturizing. I have the driest feet. That's kind of gross. And normal moisturizers just don't don't get the job done. <laughs> but this Thank one, you for sharing that. <laughs> yes, TMI. But this one definitely did. And I'm very, very happy with the result. So I will probably continue to use it, especially with fall and winter coming around. I think that is very important for myself. And with self-care as a starting point, Reservage is redefining their approach to beauty with a holistic mindset, a purpose-filled vision, and product innovation driven by the evolving needs of women through every age and stages of their life. They also have like this neck cream. Never in my wildest dreams did I think that I would need a neck cream because I thought I would be forever young. But I am starting to see a little sagginess, a little sagginess on my neck. So perfect timing for me to receive and try out their neck cream. Um, so get 30% off your product order at Reservage.com with code BUMO30. Again, that's code BUMO30 for 30% off your first product order at Reservage. Hey friends, my name is Olivia Perez and I'm an entrepreneur, journalist, and the host of the Friend of a Friend podcast. Every Monday, I meet with some of today's youngest and brightest entrepreneurs to make space to tell their stories and shine a light on who I believe to be the next generation of luminaries. I'll interview up-and-comers and game changers from brand builders to personalities, activists, artists, and thought leaders from around the world. Each episode lets you be a fly on the wall during one of the greatest pep talks, like a conversation between you and a friend or a friend of a friend. See you there. But okay, so but that generation, we have to accept that hitting and spanking was totally the norm for them. Totally normal. Like in school, they were probably hit and spanked by their teachers, right? Yeah. And their parents. And, and their parents. And so for them, like this was nothing. And right. then so every generation, I think, is trying to unpack and understand like why things are happening the, the way they are. Mm -hmm. But for me to think that we're going back to hitting in schools doesn't make any sense because I felt like we've made a lot of progress exactly. from our parents' generation, yeah. right? We have some friends that, or I have a few friends that I know that does the spanking method and it seems to be working for them just fine. And yeah. I, I don't really understand like logistically like how, how she does it, when she does it, but she has really well-behaved kids. And so yeah. sometimes you're just like, okay, I guess it works for them. Yeah. But I, I, I don't know. Like it, for me, I just can never get in that mindset of doing that. And I, I don't want anyone to listen to this thinking if they do discipline in that way that we're, we're shaming them of right, any right. sort, right? Because I understand that every child, as you mentioned, reacts differently. And maybe there are some children that react well to it i don't know again oh i don't know i don't know i don't know that's hard for me i don't know i i get it but again i think as parents because we are the ones that have more quote unquote maturity and understanding kids don't kids they push boundaries but that's part of like their exploration and that's part of of how they learn now i think that if there's like disciplinary issues it, 
we have to get to the root of why. Yeah. Like if there's a kid in school that doesn't want to sit through math or doesn't want to, or is always bothering, always throwing things or always just being disruptive. And there are kids like that. I think they're the ones that need the most love. Yeah. They're the ones that need the most caretaking. They're the ones that need more attention, yeah. to be honest, right? And I know that's hard in a school situation because the teacher's handling 50 kids or whatever, yeah. but spanking them is not going to help, I don't yeah. think. Yeah, you're right. And this actually brings me back to something that just happened yesterday. I forgot to tell you. I was furious. It was I was fuming, right? So... I, so I just got back in town. Pick, the girls came to the house yesterday and we have neighbors, neighborhood kids that also are just so lovely and they're all very close and they all came over to the house and they closed the door, which they do, but I always say don't lock it just so I could get access to it. And so after maybe like 40 minutes, I try to open the door and it's locked. And I was like, hmm. <laughs> you guys open the door and they would not open it. And there was like six kids in there, right? No, actually four kids in there. And they wouldn't open it. And I started banging the door. I was like, you guys have to open the door now or else I'm going to get so mad. And they also are kind of like panicking. And I was like, open now. So they finally opened it. <sighs> Man, yeah. a few things. So one, in the bathroom, they took dirt, uh -huh. like dirt from the outside and they mixed it with slime. Oh, fun. <laughs> to make it look like poo. And they put it in the toilet. <laughs> like the actual toilet to make it look like poo. Oh, so creative. Okay, so that's one. Uh -huh. And it was all over the ground. Two, they took all the products, all of the products that were in Chloe and Colette's bathroom, <laughs> shampoos, lotion, toothpaste, everything you could think of, soap and they started chucking it, throwing it off the balcony to the backyard. So in the backyard, there's these huge explosions of um, lotion, soap. One, it's extremely wasteful. Right. Two, it's dangerous. And then on top of that, their balcony, they wanted to, quote unquote, clean the balcony. So they got all, they mixed all this lotion and soap and they started like squeezing it out on the balcony. And so Colette is, it's dangerous for, she's she's like barely able to walk because it's so slippery. slippery. Yeah. And, you know, we have these fake wood floors in the backyard and it's not easy to wash off. So they stained the, so we actually had to get like one of those professional water, you know, the one that, that has extra strength to like really like scrub wash it, it down. Yeah. And then it was, it was disastrous, right? <laughs> disastrous. Uh -huh. And then so at that point, I was I was mad, yeah. right? But of course, the neighborhood kids were there. Uh -huh. My kids were there. It was their first day back. And so What'd I just do? said, I am really disappointed in all of you guys. All of you guys. Whose idea was this? Of course, they all started pointing at each other. <laughs> of course. <laughs> And I was like, okay, well, it doesn't even matter whose idea this was. This was wh whoever started it and who you guys all followed. This is all of your fault. So you guys are all going to clean this mess. <laughs> and so I think for about like three hours, they were downstairs. I got them the gloves. They're like scrubbing it off. Of course, there was very little that they could scrub off because it was so sunken in yeah. and gooey. But yeah. I still made them do it. And then after the the neighborhood girls left… Aren't those girls older? They're older. Yeah, but they're still, older. they're just trying to… Yeah. yeah. And so I told Chloe and Colette, I was like, okay, 
you guys be honest with me and you guys are not going to get in trouble. Mm -hmm. Okay. Whose idea was this? And they're like, it was the girl's idea. The neighbors. And she's much older. Exactly. And I said, okay, this is a really good lesson because just because she's older does not mean that you have to follow along. It does Mm -hmm. not mean that you have to do these things. Did you know in your heart this was not a good idea? And they they were both like nodding. They're like very much emotional at this point because I think they knew how bad it was and how disappointed I was. I was like, well, you know, you have a voice and this is also your house. You could have said, I need to ask my mom or I don't want to do it and that's okay. And so they both apologize. And for me, discipline... Instead of, because I, I could have eaten, and not that I would ever hit them because I, I don't think that's in my DNA to do that. But in that kind of c- scenario, my parents would have definitely gave me the amendment, right? Yeah. Mm. But then instead for me, I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to give you guys time out, but I'm going to have you guys do quiet time. And you guys are not allowed to come out of your room for two hours. And you guys figure it out. No iPad, no TV, nothing. You guys clean up your room, you guys read, do whatever it is, but you're not allowed to come out. And so they stayed in the room. I I think it was less than two hours. I think it was like an hour and a half or something. And I think they just had some time to reflect. And then, and then they came out there and like, they were happy. They ate all their dinner. Usually have to fight with them, but they (laughs) ate all their dinner. They went to bed on time. They're really Uh well behaved. And then at nighttime, Clay was like, mommy, I'm so so sorry that I disappointed you and Mm. I shouldn't have done that. Mm. And so I'm now thinking about, okay, if, and not that I ever would, but if I were to spank them Mm -hmm. because of this bad behavior, would they have ever gotten to that point of, I'm sorry, mommy, I shouldn't have done that. It would have probably been more like angered or more like they from their point of view maybe it's like we were just having fun yes and we even cleaned it up why is mom so mad at us i think you're onto something obviously we don't have all the answers i don't know but i think the point is to give our children communication tools yes and i don't know how the this this town in missouri is justifying this but i just feel like when you spank kids you kind of cut that off yeah. You kind of cut that opportunity for the kids to really reflect on why they're behaving a certain way. And you rob the adults an opportunity of like trying to understand what's going on. Maybe there's chaos in their home, yeah. right? And they're acting out at school. I feel like that's a very common story. Yeah, Maybe there's, you know, maybe they're being bugged by some kid and nobody knows about it. And th- now they're bugging another kid because yeah. they're being bugged. Yeah. And there's just so many things. And I, it just, I don't know. I, I think it's, I think it's, I think it needs to be, I think I want parents to know that it's great to build a relationship with your kids and they will mess up and they will throw things out of the balcony and they will, you know, not want to study. They, they, they might even cheat and lie and they will do all these things. Yeah. But for us to come with really harshly, I think it does. I don't know. It robs us from the opportunity of like really validating them and understanding them. Yeah. And I, I think maybe parents, may resort to this at times because they just don't have the time to be able to sit there and and kind of walk them through these emotions and maybe kind of it's much longer to do that versus like here's your punishment 
this is what I'm taking away from you. This is going to hurt. You learned your lesson. Of course. Right? You're absolutely right. It's yeah. so much easier just to give them a timeout, punish them, take something away, hit them to, again, control their behavior. You know, after I, I gave Mehmet to my daughter, I felt, you know what's crazy? It's like, it doesn't, it, at least for her, it didn't even work. Yeah. It actually, it took like another few months to repair that. Mm. Now I had to add, now me giving her Mehmet was just another thing I needed to repair. Mm. And, you know, and I- What do you mean repair? Is like, it like the trust or the- Yeah, okay. repair that like she, and I'm not saying kids are fragile. Their kids are incredibly resilient. Yes. It's, but it did take time like for her to- not trust because they can't articulate those things, but for me to gain her trust back yeah. and like help me understand that that is not the right way to, to teach her, mm, you know? Mm. And so I just, I, I don't know. I don't think it works. And yeah. I, I tried it and I think it backfired and now we have better tools. Yeah. Now that's the thing, right? Maybe our parents' generation and their parents' generation, they were just, they were beating the kids left and right because they thought that was the right way to raise kids. But we have better tools. The new school year means sleep challenges for both kids and their parents. Here's how Boron Homeopathic Sleep Aid Sleep Calm Kids can help. Sleep Calm Kids calms restless sleep without melatonin. So your child can fall asleep and stay asleep without feeling groggy the next day. It's a blend of plant-based and other pure active ingredients helps restore natural sleep pattern disturbed by upsets, excitement, and schedule changes. Simply squeeze a small pre-measured liquid dose into your child's mouth before bed or any time during the night for calming relief. Sleep Calm Kids is a homeopathic children's medicine that offers calming relief of occasional sleeplessness, restless sleep, intermittent awakening, irritability, nightmares, and night terrors. The gentle action of homeopathy makes it perfect for children. Instead of flooding the child system with a powerful hormone like melatonin or knocking the child out without sedatives, it helps the child's body rebalance its sleep-wake cycle for healthier sleep. Sleep Calm Kids uses a blend of plant-based and other pure active ingredients. It's a melatonin-free for no next-day grogginess. The hygienic, pre-measured liquid doses are easy for kids to take, no chewing or swallowing pills. These claims are based on traditional homeopathic practice, not accepted medical evidence, not FDA evaluated. If you guys are interested in trying out Boron, just use code BUMO at checkout at boronusa.com. That's B-O-I-R-O-N-U-S-A.com for 20% off your first purchase of Sleep Calm Kids and any Boron products. So you guys know our obsession with KiwiCo by now. Um, if you guys don't know what KiwiCo is, it is a finding the future of play by making it engaging, enriching, and seriously so fun. They create super cool hands-on projects designed to create a lifelong love for learning amongst the kids. Discover subscription lines for kids of all ages, ranging from infants and preschoolers all the way up to teens. Grown-ups are welcome to join on the fun too. I do sometimes with Chloe's projects. KiwiCo delivers enriching hands-on experiences that spark curiosity and inspire creativity. Kids can discover the engineering and mechanics behind everyday objects, the science and chemistry of cooking, geography, and culture from new cultures, and brand new art and design techniques all through seriously fun hands-on projects. We did a box and it was a lot of fun because you get to build a robot that dispenses dominoes in a row for you. But I, 
he got to build it from scratch. Like all the pieces and they're really, really well made. Their materials are incredible. And then it comes with a book. So it's like step-by-step instructions. And he did it together. He spent some time outside doing it. It was really nice. And then he had this really fun toy to play with. It's one of my favorite things about KiwiCo that you build the thing and then you can play with the thing. And they're so proud of it. It's wonderful. Something that's wonderful about the KiwiCo subscription is that it cultivates your child's natural creativity and curiosity with hands-on projects every month. They'll explore new worlds and rediscover familiar ones, even without leaving their home. When they're done with a project, there's a moment of pride and accomplishment. Um, And it just, it sparks creativity. I can see it in their eyes and confidence and just a love for ongoing tinkering and experimentation. It's really cool. So if you guys want to try KiwiCo, and we really think you should, get 50% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line with code BUMO, B-U-M-O at KiwiCo.com. That's 50% off your first month at K-I-W-I-C-O.com, promo code BUMO. So what what are your tools? What What do you do when it comes to discipline? Let's say that your kids did something that they weren't supposed to do and you're very disappointed, where do you go immediately? Okay, so I think what it is for me is like now I understand kind of the core of who they are. Mm. And I understand the things that bother them and I understand the things that made them make them sad and feel rejected. Mm. Because I've kind of, I've gone through it with them. Like right. I understand when like my daughter sometimes will say, yeah, but my brother's the perfect kid. Like she will say things like that. And so now now I know where that's coming from, right? And so I can help shape that narrative for her too. Right. Like her insecurities and the things that make her feel lesser than or whatever she's comparing herself to, I can help build that around that. So for me, it's just a lot of talking and like building her up and like reminding her how amazing she is, how beautiful she is, how capable she is. That's been really the so almost like doing the opposite. Yeah, but what if she because did something they already feel really bad? bad? About, okay, but for example, even if they lie, right? Like uh-huh. that's something like I'm like absolutely not. But okay, so like you know, our girls they're they're riding right, and so she has gone to a friend and told her friend that she owns a horse, mm. but we don't. Mm-hmm. We ride once a week for fun, and so you know when the mom's like, "Oh, I heard that you guys own a horse," I was like, "What?" I'm embarrassed. <laughs> like, I'm just like. Oh my God, no. And I was like, oh, well, if you told us that you guys own a horse, I was like, no, we, you know, she rides for fun, but no, we don't own a horse. Oh my God. But right. So then I have to go back to her and I'm like, hey, Sophia, like, you know, I know you really want to own a horse. I know you do. I, you know, I totally understand that because then you could ride very often and you could take care of the horse because that's part of her favorite thing. And you could jump higher jumps and a wonderful, maybe someday you, we know, maybe we could own a horse or half lease a horse with somebody, but you know, we don't own a horse now. Mm-hmm. And I don't think, I don't think it's nice or caring that we tell people that we own a horse when we don't own a horse. What mm-hmm. do you think? Mm-hmm. And then you kind of, I see her eyeballs like, oh, but I just told so-and-so that we own a horse. Maybe I won't tell mom about it. You know what I mean? And then like, I see her kind of figuring it out. Like if you set an expectation for honesty Mm -hmm. for your children, they will want to try to meet it. And then, you know, they will change their behavior. If I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you lied about that, but that is just so horrible. And like, we don't lie in this family. And honestly, I have reacted that way sometimes. I have. And you know, like timeout, no iPad, which I do sometimes too. I get that. But- I definitely want to do more of the validating and understanding their personality and helping them build a, a, like a good sense of self. Yeah. More than like, 
shaming them and make them yeah. feel about these things. What about like, let's say, I'm just now adding scenarios here just so I could prepare myself. But what <laughs> like what, what? what if she like bullied a kid at school yeah. or he bullied a kid at school? Like what, where, where would you go from there? And it was so apparent that like that was from her and she yeah. did that and she clearly shouldn't have done that. Like, how do you, how do you go about that? I mean, again, I think I kind of like what you did with, with the girls about like making that crazy mess and not taking care of their home. I would set an expectation of like what disappoints me and what is not acceptable behavior. And I, and you have to talk through them. Like if, if my kid was bullying a kid, I mean, I don't know, like, oh God, that would be horrible. So I would feel so embarrassed as a mother, but like, if it, say my daughter, I don't know, is saying to a girl like, I don't like your hair. I don't like your shoes. I don't know. Whatever, something like that. Or like, you're not, you're not cool. Or I don't know. I think I, because we know that behavior, that, that kind of behavior comes from not feeling good about yourself. Mm -hmm. We already know that, right? So I have to backtrack and be like, why is, why is she feeling so empty? Like what is happening in the home that I'm not like filling her cup that she has mm -hmm. to go out there and be not nice to other people. Yeah. I, I, I just, I don't know. Like so once I have that knowledge. Ownership of their actions. Yeah. And for you to reflect on like why she's acting the way that she's acting versus the actual action itself of what she did. I think so too. Yeah. Again, like we are saying, we would say things like we don't use words like that. We don't, you know, that's not a caring thing to, to do. And you're a caring kid. You're a kind kid. Yeah. And reminder of the times that she has been caring yeah. and kind. And then, in her brain, hopefully that's being cemented and you can make a different choice, yeah. right? I, th the other thing, I actually just had this conversation with another mom because she was like, well, you know, there's also maturity that you have to be aware about your kids, right? Yeah. Like, yes, we want them to be this like totally whole, whole person, but they're seven or they're yeah. nine. And so, no, they can't articulate these things. And so you have to give them the space and you have to give them the words to learn how to do these yeah. things. I also, what I've been saying, and I don't know if I got it from you or I forgot who I got it from, but I definitely got it from somewhere. Instead of saying that you're a bad kid, that was a bad kid thing to do. Because yeah. I think a lot of us were raised to say that you're a good kid or a bad kid. Yeah. You're a good kid having a bad day. Yes. I yeah. love that. I love that distinction that came from, I don't know, probably doctor. I can't remember which doctor, but it was like, you are not a bad kid. You made a bad choice. Yes. And tomorrow you can make a good choice. So separating their actions yeah. with, their core being because yeah. I think when you discipline and whether it's spanking or whether it's verbally telling them something I think kids sometimes can get confused and I think also adults get confused too of like you're a bad kid you're not yeah. supposed to do that we don't we don't use those words around the house right. and then so they're feeling attacked themselves right. as people and yeah. you know us as adults too right yeah. if someone said that I was a bad human I'll be like Take it so personally. What? Yeah. I'm not a bad human. I maybe said some bad things to you, but I'm not a bad human. But you deserve them. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm just having a really bad day. And yeah. I think we forget that sometimes. Yeah. And we forget that they're nine and 12. Yeah. It just like, I think that's my, one of my biggest things. It's like, we forget that they're like fully, they're like a full person yeah. already, even at four and eight. They don't have the maturity. Yeah. That's why they have parents so that we can guide them through maybe yeah. the first 20 years of their life to what does a good choice look like? What does a bad choice look like? And I mean, I'm talking about it like I I do this all the time. I don't. I yell at my kids all the time and I lose my cool all the time too. But I do think that I have a deeper understanding of like 
the psyche of children. Yeah. And that has given me insight of what it means to build a relationship with a seven-year-old and a nine-year-old. Yeah. And I feel like that to completely change my relationship with mm. my kids and how I discipline them. I think it, it, it definitely takes patience and awareness as a, an adult to be able to kind of walk them through this. I think there's some sort of emotional maturity you as a parent has to have in order them in order to realize that they're relying on you to help them through these like hard emotions, right? Yeah. And so it's not easy for parents either, but I think it's rewarding at I the end of the day. I think day. it's rewarding because yeah. there are moments where my daughter can say, that hurt my feelings, please stop. Yeah, That took like freaking four years. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that took a lot of work. And from her mostly like, as like you're giving, and her teachers are also so wonderful and like support her in that way. If you spank a kid, I mean, I don't know. I just feel like there's, that's why we have so much arrested development yeah. in, in, in grownups, right? And I like, think there's, there, there's a learning from each situation as grand of a situation it is to like them throwing out like bottles of lotion on the balcony, right? <laughs> yeah. there, there's obviously different lessons at e in each scenario. But like for me, as I was teaching the girls this lesson, I was like, dang, like this is really good stuff because- <laughs> If I didn't take the time to talk to them through this of what they of their actions, then this is a lesson that they might not have for future the future. For instance, I'm teaching them if an older girl tells you to do something and you don't want to do it, then don't do it. Like don't fall into peer pressure. Don't that is a pressure. lifelong lesson. Don't yeah. do drugs. If someone <laughs> wants to make you do drugs. Don't have sex with someone if a boy wants to. You know, these are lessons that you're teaching them at a very young age without the actual scenario. I agree right? 100%. You're laying the foundation of all of these situations, like you said. How should they handle these situations? What If I make this choice, what is the outcome? And if I make this choice, what is yes. the outcome? Yes, but yes. And I just, I I don't know. I don't know if if you can do that if you're kind of going into this With like this harsh whole, punishment yeah. thing because kids at some point, I would think, again, I was not spanked except for that one time. I just don't think it, it can do any good. I don't know. I mean, I do get it. I, I We do see traditionally boys who are like kind of all over the place and yeah. from bunches and, and just mischievous and yeah. like things like that. But that is part of the personality. It's like sometimes you have to embrace some yeah. of that messiness yeah. with boys. And I feel like we don't want to deal with all that. So then we just like want to, you know, be really harsh to them. Yeah. But boys having that kind of energy is part of what's wonderful about boys. Yeah. Not all boys, but a ton of boys. Yeah. And so I, it just, it, it now that I understand a lot of this, it just makes me feel so sad. Yeah. Well, let us know your guys' thoughts. I know that this was kind of our thoughts and opinions about this whole scenario and the situation that's happening. But let us know your thoughts, how you guys discipline as far as when your your kids are being mischievous, like if you guys have any tactics or tips, let's help each other out. So thanks so much for listening, guys. And we will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening. We want to keep this conversation going with you. So please leave us a DM on Instagram and make sure to follow us and subscribe to our podcast. And we would love it if you left us a review. 
Also, if you're in the Los Angeles area, make sure to visit us at Bumo Work at Westfield Century City Shopping Center. And if you're looking for educational-based content entertainment for your little ones, visit us at www.bumobrain.com or at Bumobrain on Instagram. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.